Good morning. My name is Chris McDaniel. Welcome to our daily podcast here at Trinity. We're actually nearing the end of our podcast being populated on the Trinity thread coming up here at the end of August. The daily podcast is going to pivot to a new podcast thread that my wife, Karen, she and I are going to lead together. So be on the lookout for that. We'll be promoting that via social media. Uh, The name of the podcast will be called Renewing the Center. We're super excited about what the Lord's going to be up to in this. Today on this Monday, though, we're going to read a passage from John 3, beginning in verse 1. A few very familiar verses to those of you who have grown up or spent time in the church. This is Jesus and Nicodemus. I'll read, we'll pray, we'll we'll jump in. Now, though, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs you were doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, we pray here on this Monday that you would give us the grace to quiet our hearts, to see truth in the Bible. And Lord, I pray that we would hear beyond the familiarity of this passage in John 3, that we would maybe see an invitation for us today. And so we ask for grace to see and hear in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I chose this reading from our daily office selections today on this Monday because it's so familiar, maybe so familiar that we've stopped thinking about it. So I want to just walk through this for a few moments with an eye toward the invitation that Jesus gives Nicodemus, because I actually think it's the invitation he's giving to each and every one of us today. So it's important for us to know who Nicodemus is. He's a Pharisee, means he's devout, uh, rigorous. He's a he's a serious spiritual person. He, he wants to follow God. We're also told that he is a Jewish ruler, that he's a guy that's an insider. He knows Jewish life. He knows Jewish custom. He's, he's actually an influential fellow. So why does he come to see Jesus? It would seem like he's already spiritual and he's got uh, power, privilege in his life. Well, he comes to Jesus because he sees something in Jesus, specifically in the miracles. And I'm not even sure how he knows Um, these things or why he's come to this conclusion, but he seems to know that Jesus is asking uh, and inviting him and others to experience a whole new kind of life. And despite all that he has, I think that Nicodemus actually uh, is aware of a void or a gap or a deficiency. And so he comes to Jesus at night and Jesus actually says to him, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Now, many of us take that phrase for granted because the phrase born again is so um, so common within Christian vernacular and vocabulary. But I want you to hear this. Nicodemus, a guy who seemingly has uh, an inside track culturally, he's a privileged person, he's powerful, and he's devoted, so he's conscientious. He's seeing in Jesus' invitation, an invitation for him to be born anew, to start over. 
Now, Jews would have seen any kind of invitation to be born again, to be starting over like a newborn child as being a scandalous invitation. As an insider, they would never think that they needed to start over again. And so if Jesus is speaking truth to Nicodemus, if he's telling him, Nicodemus, I see that despite all your effort and despite all your cultural privilege, you see a lack in your life, and Jesus is putting his finger on that lack, then Nicodemus knows that he's no longer safe just as he is. I think Jesus is speaking to the void that he feels. And maybe right now, in this season of your life, you feel such a void. Maybe right now you think, you know, my my pedigree and my conscientious nature, these things are not adding up to make me feel totally safe and secure. Well, Jesus here is speaking to Nicodemus, I think, in much the same way that he would speak to each and every one of us. He's saying, you need something more, something you can't do for yourself. So what Jesus says is this, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and spirit. And y'all, Jesus is actually referencing a passage from the Old Testament, and it's one of my favorite. Actually, in this new uh, podcast iteration that Karen and I are going to do, Renewing the Center, we're using this Ezekiel 36 passage that I feel certain Jesus is referencing as one of our foundational passages. Listen to this verse and think about water and spirit. In the verse, Ezekiel 36, verse 25 and 6, God says, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I believe that Jesus, when he speaks to Nicodemus, and frankly, when he looks into each and every one of our souls during times of crisis, is saying, water and spirit. He's making reference to this text. He's saying we have to be born in a new way. See, the struggle here is that Nicodemus was, was having a hard time, like many of us, to believe that an adult could develop a new character, that we could have a renewed start later in life. It was just hard to believe that he could change. It's difficult for us to believe that we can actually experience renewal in our centers, that we can change from the inside out. And I believe that that gets us to the fundamental question put forth in this text. Can we change? Are we able, is it possible to really change? Do we believe that God can change us? Do we believe that God can put a new heart in us, that he can take the hard places out and he can soften us Give us a new spirit. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. See, immediately after telling Jesus, uh, Jesus telling Nicodemus that he must be born again by the Spirit, Jesus references wind. And a lot of us probably hear this and we don't even think about it because maybe you're used to the Bible just sort of sounding like it's full of religious cliches. You know, Jesus is speaking of water and spirit, and then he just throws in a reference to the wind. Here's what was happening here. Jesus is actually engaging in a pun, a play on words. The word Jesus uses when he would have spoken in his own language to Nicodemus uh, for wind is pneuma. And that word could mean wind, breath, or the life-giving spirit of God. So the word itself is stirring the imagination because when you use the word pneuma, you could be speaking about the weather, blowing out a birthday candle, or God's activity among people just using the same word. So Jesus here is referencing the spirit and breath in order to jog Nicodemus' memory. If you go to Ezekiel 37, so one chapter after the other one he was referencing with water and spirit, there's a picture of a valley of dry bones, and you've probably heard of this story. 
And in that story, God breathes his breath, his pneuma, his wind on the bones, and he brings them back to life. And so what Jesus is pointing to when he speaks to Nicodemus and to us is to a radical, powerful, life-changing experience. He's saying, do you have the faith to see dead things in your life come back to life? Do you have the faith to see the spirit of God, the pneuma, the breath of God bring dead things back to life? And I believe that points us to the fundamental struggle. Um, we struggle sometimes to believe that God can work life in the midst of death. Maybe right now you're feeling really disappointed. Maybe you're feeling beat down and discouraged. Jesus, I believe, wants to speak to us about water and the spirit and the wind of God, the breath of God. And some of us maybe need to grab onto that image that tending to the work of the Holy Spirit uh, when we make room for the work of the Holy Spirit, God is able to breathe his life into parts of us that have lost hope. So I would just say to you today, where have you lost hope? Where do you feel like your uh, life source is running out or running low? I believe that we need to be in to say, come Holy Spirit, enter into these places. Give me a sense of expectation that you would breathe new life into the dead places. So may it be so. I pray today that as you quiet your heart after listening to this short talk, that you would open up your hands, close your eyes, and say, Come Holy Spirit and breathe your life into places that have felt dead to me. That's the very thing the Lord wants to do. God bless you. Go in peace. I pray that you would receive the gift and the power of the Holy Spirit this day and that you would take some time to tend to him. Amen.